Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast, this is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. So, the Big 12 Media Days are underway down there in Dallas, Texas. And things are going well so far, it seems like, down there. We do have, at Heartland College Sports, have a couple of guys down there covering everything that has to do with the Big 12 Media Days. So you can go ahead and go over to heartlandcollegesports.com, check out all the articles that they have updating during live press conferences and everything like that. So go ahead and go check out heartlandcollegesports.com to get all the latest and up-to-date information there on Big 12 Media Days, but wanted to get into a couple of things before we get into KU football, which is what I really want to talk about the most here in this podcast today since it is Big 12 Media Days, but there is a new Big 12 commissioner coming in in just a couple of weeks, Brett Yormark taking over for Bob Bowlesby, and he spoke on Wednesday to everybody that was out there at Big 12 Media Days. And some things that were noticed by people there, and I watched a little bit of the press conference as well, seems like Brett Yormark brings a younger, hipper, and bolder approach to the Big 12, which that is huge, especially for when you're trying to want to get kids to come to your conference. I know every school has their own recruiting and things they have to do to get kids to come into the Big 12 schools. But... Just being a conference that has a cool look to it, I think could be big for the future of the Big 12. Obviously, your mark was a part of Rock Nation, which was Jay-Z's company, and he took them, obviously, really to new heights when he took over as COO. And so your mark bringing that kind of swag, I guess you could say, to the Big 12 is really a good thing, I believe, for the Big 12 in you know, potential conference realignment talks for bringing student athletes into the fold and everything like that. So what he mentioned, Brett Yormark, that is, uh, was that they are exploring all options to expand the conference, which we kind of thought that that was the case. But hearing it from the man himself, Brett Yormark, that they are going to go all in and expansion and trying to explore all options to expand the conference That was great to hear because that's something that everybody wanted to know officially, and we did get that word from your mark on Wednesday at the press conference. I discussed it last week in the podcast at great length, so if you want to go back and listen to all of last week's podcast, if you haven't checked it out yet, I talked about conference realignment and how it could affect the Big 12, but Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado are the natural fits for the Big 12 if they want to add four teams. that We dove deep into that last week as well, but I just wanted to mention that again because Yormark said he's exploring all options, and it seems like if the reports that were coming out last week are true, those were the four teams that were mentioned at the top of the list. Of course, they could try to add Oregon and Washington as well from the Pac-12 since that conference could be folding eventually if they cannot get their act together. Um, the latest reports for the Pac-12 is they're going to try to play through the college football season without having any more shakeup. We'll see if that happens or not. But the Big 12 is going to be exploring all options to try and expand the conference. A couple ACC teams that they could try to target, 
Florida State, Miami, those would fit well with the University of Central Florida, who will be joining the Big 12 next year. So that's just a few different uh, scenarios that we could see with Big 12 expansion. Like I said, if you want to go back to last week's episode and check out my full rundown of conference realignment and what I think the Big 12 could or should do, go ahead and do that. So there's another thing that your mark brought up in this press conference that I thought was big, not just for the whole conference, but I mean KU as well. The media rights deal that's coming up in 2025, that will be reworked after Oklahoma and Texas leave the conference. And your mark actually also said that he is not opposed to negotiating with Oklahoma and Texas for them to leave the conference earlier than 2025. So there could be a potential, I, I would say probably not after this year, 2022, but maybe after 2023, maybe in 2024, your mark allows Texas and Oklahoma to get out of their deal early if it could help the Big 12 expand even further sooner to help with a TV deal because the media rights deal is going to be huge for the Big 12 conference and how they can set themselves up for the future of the conference. When uh, the, the deal is up in 2025, there right now at least, there would be 12 Big 12 teams. The conference wants to expand. They want to get up to 16 teams, potentially 18, maybe 20 if things work out and the Big 12 can get to that 20 spot. That would be I think the sweet spot to get to if you're wanting to be one of the premier conferences in college athletics, if they can get up to that many teams, anywhere between 16 and 20, 20 being the best option, obviously, for TV partners, you would be able to see the Big 12 be a player and getting their TV rights deals done and making the most money out of it as well, being able to split the difference between the teams. We all know the Big Ten has a lot of money to offer to their new teams, but the Big 12 is going to be right there trying to add more teams, and getting them in there with the media rights deal would really be great for the entire Big 12. And your mark seems like the kind of guy that can get these things done. So I'm keeping an eye out on that. Another thing that your mark mentioned was the Big 12 getting creative with name image likeness negotiations. So NIL, uh, your mark has some experience with NIL in the past, and he is a huge advocate for helping student athletes increase their brand, get NIL more involved in the conference. He wants to be creative and at the forefront of NIL. And again, that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, being a younger, bolder, more cool, I guess, is for lack of a better word, a, a cool cat, Brett Yormark. Uh, him being that kind of a guy and becoming a, a, a four. It seems like he, ha he hasn't even started the job technically yet, but in this press conference, he seems like he could be a force in the NIL business, which would bring more student athletes to the big 12. And if they can be the gold standard for NIL, that will get even more attention to the big 12. It'll get more recruits to these big 12 schools and it will keep them. I think that it kind of goes hand in hand with the, uh, the media rights deal as well. NIL and media rights, I think are going to be a big, big part of big 12 expansion going forward. 
and getting the Big 12 where they want to be by 2025 when Oklahoma and Texas leave the conference. So really good stuff from Brett Yarmark in his first press conference with the Big 12. Really excited to see what Yarmark is going to do with the Big 12 and how they can expand in the future. Because right now, still some uncertainty, but he did mention they're going to be exploring all options to expand the conference. So really looking forward to what happens with the Big 12 going forward. It's going to be exciting times. Some nervous times ahead, I'm sure, but also exciting times for the Big 12. Now, Kansas football, the Jayhawks football team has not been good. We all know that. Going back to 2009 was the last time they had a decent football team. So it has been a long time. We're over a decade away from the last time KU had a good football team. However, Lance Leipold gives me hope. And there are some reasons for that. I, I They didn't have a great season in last year, his first season at Kansas. But there are some things that you can have hope about. Just a reminder here for you guys. Lance Leipold was the fastest coach in NCAA history to get to 100 wins. He's a six-time D3 national champion, went to three consecutive bowl games with Buffalo, and had the program's first bowl victory as well as the program's first 10-win seasons. So he can turn the Jayhawks around. He can get them back to a bowl game for the first time since 2009. Now, there are some hurdles. There are some things that need to happen. For them to be able to be that competitive to get back into the fold. But another reason why I'm a little bit optimistic here for KU and their football squad. Lance Leipold spoke at the Big 12 Media Days on Wednesday. And I'm just going to read some quotes to you guys. I, I, I was listening to the press conference, writing down some quotes. I read our article over there on heartlandcollegesports.com about... Uh, this press conference from Lance Leipold. So I just pulled some quotes. Going to read them here for you guys so that you guys can also be cautiously optimistic about Kansas football moving forward. So here's a quote from Lance Leipold. In order to improve, we have to get better in our locker room first. We have to build the culture at Kansas. So right now, he's still building the culture. He wants to get the players in here who are going to buy into him and his system. Be there for his teammate or be there for their teammates, be there for the coaching staff, and be able to build the program up to where they want to go. That's huge for any team, especially Kansas, a team that has not won in well over a decade. They've got to get the culture, and that is huge. And Lance Leipold spoke about that off the top of the the press conference. So he also said this. This was this was kind of the, the biggest quote of the day that was going around. We are not in the moral victory business. They need to start getting wins now. He alluded to that with that quote. Going back to last season, they did have the one huge victory at Texas, but outside of that, it was moral victories down the stretch. How is the team improving? Yeah, they're not getting wins, but hey, they're looking better at least. Leipold says, we are not in the moral victory business. He is expecting Kansas to win games. He's not expecting Kansas to come out, oh, we, you know, we we won week one against Tennessee Tech, but we 
we were within a touchdown of West Virginia the following week. You know, we didn't quite get the win, but, you know, we were within seven, so we were close. No, that's not what Leipold wants. He wants to win week one against Tennessee Tech. He wants to go week two and beat West Virginia on the road. He wants to shock the world, and that is something that you hope your coach, I mean, not just says, but you, you kind of feel like he believes that this is actually something that KU can do. Not in the moral victory business. They got to get wins this year, and I think that I think Leipold really has the the idea that his culture can do that, and he proved it at Buffalo when he was the coach there. They were an awful uh, organization before he arrived, and it, it was kind of similar at Kansas. So, hoping that that can transfer over into the win business and not just the moral victory business there for the Jayhawks. Here's another quote: "The key to stacking some wins together." is doing better at stopping the run, which is true. you got to get better in the defensive side of the ball, stopping the run, especially if a team gets up on you. They're just going to pound the ball straight away, try to milk some clock, and just milk the victory, basically. So getting better in the defensive front is big. I did see KU got bigger up front. There was some transfers that they brought in, but also, in general, they were the lightest team on the offensive and defensive side of the football in the defensive and offensive lines in the Big 12. They they had the least amount of weight. So what did they do? They packed on the weight. They got into the weight room this offseason, and collectively, I, I read this stat just a couple of weeks ago, they've gained 15 pounds along the line across the board, uh, average each player on both sides of the ball. So Kansas getting bigger up front, could help them out bulking up on the defensive and offensive lines to get better this offseason so that they can stop the run and get the run game going on offense as well. So speaking of the offense, Jalen Daniels, the projected starting quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks, showed up at media days with Lance Leipold. He didn't speak at media days yet, but he's there with them, hanging out, seeing how things are going. And that is, uh, I think, telling. Obviously, we don't know who the starter is going to be yet. And there was a quote here from Lance Leipold that was kind of funny. He said, we aren't naming starters right now, but it is a night and day difference at the quarterback position heading into this season. So he is not naming a starting quarterback right now, but in the spirit of competition, he wants he wants there to be a competition. That's, I think, part of the culture that he's building at Kansas. He doesn't want to just hand out free starting positions. He wants them to compete for the job. He wants them to know that they won the job. And for those that don't get the starting job, they're just going to keep working their tail off so that they can be ready to go if something happens to the starter. That's a good way to build the program up and to get them in that culture mindset to where they want to be. So anyway... In the spirit of competition, heading into the season, he doesn't want to name a starter, but there is the caveat there, but they they do believe that Jalen Daniels will be the starter heading into the season. Had a great close of the season. I know we're not talking about moral victories anymore with Kansas football, but Daniels did look better at the end of the season. So excited to see how he looks to begin the season this year. And also um, of note, Running back, Devin Neal, he really likes his ceiling this year. So if the KU offense can get rolling, they got a little heavier along the offensive line, they bulked up a little bit, 
got stronger. If they can get their running game going, open some play action for Daniels, KU's offense could be looking good this season. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that's kind of my my go-to for this season for the Kansas Jayhawks football team, cautiously optimistic. But I think the offense can be much better this year. So there was that win against Texas. Talked about that earlier a little bit in the podcast. Somebody asked about the win against Texas. And Leipold said, the win against Texas in 2021 was good for recruiting high school kids in the Lone Star State. Now we got to build on it. So that that's a good quote because winning at Texas is big. If you can get recruiting in Texas, that's huge for the Jayhawks football pro- program. They have one of the top high school um, settings for football in the nation there in Texas. And if you can get some good five-star recruits, four-star recruits, maybe start with three-star recruits, whatever you need to do, getting them out of Texas. Then they'll start bringing their friends up. And three of KU's six verbal commitments for 2023 so far have been from Texas. And that is where beating Texas came into play, according to Leipold. He thinks that that win definitely helped them in recruiting with high school kids from Texas. Another thing that Leipold mentioned in his excitement for the coming football season for the Jayhawks. They have not lost anybody on the two-deep roster that did not graduate. So what he's saying there is they have 17 starters returning, and they have some backups that are right behind them that are returning as well that they didn't lose to graduation. So he is confident in the leadership with these 17 returning starters and the two deep roster. He's confident that these guys can go out there, show the leadership and help build the culture that he started at Kansas in year two. And that if they can get that and prove that they can uh, turn those moral victories into wins, that's going to be the thing when not just us in the media, but people around the nation will take notice if KU starts stringing together some wins at the beginning of the season. Now, another quote here from Leipold. This one caught my attention. I think this will catch a lot of people's attention. He said, we might be able to turn this thing around quicker than people realize, which I don't disagree with them. I think that KU can turn this thing around. Now, how much can they turn it around? Who knows? But when you only have to get to the four or five win mark to really say that you're improving, (laughs) that's at least for this season, that's that's not too high of a ceiling. So if they can get to that four to five win mark this year and then try to jump into the bowl game the following year in year three, I think that's a good goal. Um, But if he's saying we might be able to turn this thing around quicker than people realize, saying that maybe they can get to a bowl game this year, that is a bold statement there. He didn't say it outright, but that's a bold statement from Lance Leipold, and I think he wants people to take notice in the KU football program. So one thing that can help him turn things around quicker than people realize is getting guys in the transfer portal. And the transfer portal essentially helps recruiting uh, so you can turn things around faster if you need to. And KU is noticed as a top 25 program in the transfer portal this year, meaning they had one of the top 25 transfer uh, portals this year. So they were able to get some good players in here into Lawrence and get things rolling for their transfers. So 
he he specifically mentioned that he's excited about Lonnie Phillips, Craig Young, Eric Gilliard, and Marvin Grant on the defensive side of the ball. But it does seem like there's strong momentum for the Jayhawks with those transfer portal additions as well as the 17 returning starters from last year, them getting stronger along the offensive and defensive line, being more confident in the quarterback position, having a good running back returning. It seems like there is some momentum for the Jayhawks heading into football season, and that is something that we haven't been able to say for well over a decade for the Kansas Jayhawks football program. So I'm, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Kansas Jayhawks football season. I I don't know how many wins. I know before the season starts, I'm going to do a full rundown with my game-by-game predictions. I'll do that here on the podcast, but... Right now, I am cautiously optimistic after hearing Lance Leipold speak at Big 12 Media Days. Again, just want to throw this reminder out one more time. I said it earlier in the podcast, but if for some reason you were fast-forwarding, skipped ahead on this part, I'm going to say it again. Just a reminder, Lance Leipold, fastest coach in NCAA history to 100 wins, six-time D3 national champion, took Buffalo to three consecutive bowl games, and got their first bowl win in program history as well as their first 10-win season in program history. If he can do that at Buffalo and turn them into a top 25 program before he left for Kansas, think about what he can do with Kansas in the Big 12. It's a tougher conference, no doubt about that, but if he can get his recruits in here, build the program to where he wants to go, get the culture here, use the transfer portal to his advantage, I think that, like he said, like the quote said, we might be able to turn this thing around quicker than people realize. And also, we are not in the moral victory business. We need to start getting wins now. That is Lance Leipold. That is your coach of the Kansas Jayhawks at Big 12 Media Days. Exciting times ahead. Cautiously optimistic, exciting times ahead for the Kansas Jayhawks football program. So I think that about does it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can get at me on Twitter at Mark the Overseer or at Jayhawker Talker. We can keep this conversation going about KU football on there if you'd like. But my name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. This is in affiliation with Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And like I said earlier in the podcast, go to heartlandcollegesports.com to check out all the articles that we have up there talking about the Big 12 Media Days. We'll have everybody updated with the most up-to-date information on what's happening with Big 12 Media Days and your Kansas Jayhawks football team. So until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.